Today was going to be a meditation, but as you know, if you listened yesterday, I have Frankie the Beagle with me, and I figured it's probably going to be tough to keep everything quiet. So picture me playing the music on my laptop, me kneeling on the ground with my phone (laughs) up close to the speaker so that I can get the background. I have no idea if it sounds okay on your side, but I don't have this microphone and mixer and all this kind of stuff that I put my podcast together with. So it's pretty basic, pretty simple, (laughs) not really technically complicated. And I'm sure it sounds that way as well, but I just have a feeling it would be tough with the boy here. So what I really wanted to talk about was from a coaching call that I had yesterday about prayer and how we must pray for those in our lives who don't know God, don't know the truth. I'm pretty sure whether it comes to faith or what's going on in the world, that many of us have people in our lives, probably people in our very own family, most likely, who do not believe what we believe. Most of my journey, it was just all about God, Jesus as our Savior, and the Catholic Church as the one true faith. For me, in the beginning, it was learning about the faith and then struggling with understanding the teachings and why God wants us to live that way. And then supernatural experience after supernatural experience and step after step, getting closer to God, learning his voice in my life, discerning with him, walking with him, my ups and downs, my dry moments, my arid times, my challenges of the faith which happened over this past year. I had to take that to confession. Lots of things are out there today. And be careful what you put in front of your eyes, what you read, what you listen to, And make sure that you pray all the time through everything and discern, Lord, is this true? The more you invite him in, the more he will make you understand his voice in your life. How does he speak to you? Because he speaks to us always through so many different ways. And we've, we've talked about it through nature, through people, through things that we read, that we see, that we hear. And guess what? So does Satan. So does the world and our own little bodily desires also compete during this time of discernment. And then I read the readings And I'm like, okay, God, this is what you want me to talk about. So let me go there, my dear friends. The Gospel of Mark 11, verses 11 through 26. 
Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything, and since it was already late, went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not time for the figs. He said to it in reply, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples? But you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus said to him in reply, Have faith in God. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it, and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive your transgressions. Hmm. So how many, first of all, how many of you, when you're in prayer, go through the act of contrition? And when I mean act of contrition, I'm not necessarily saying the written prayer that you've memorized or that you have written down that you read. Every single day in prayer, we should reflect on the day before or if it's evening prayer, reflect on that day and ask the Lord for forgiveness for the things that we did and the things that we did not do. Many times that's the case for me. Oh, I didn't pray like I wanted to today. Or I didn't exercise like I had planned to or I didn't eat as well as I should have, or I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit and speak the truth about whatever, right? Whether it's faith or what's going on in the world, I chose to cower. 
I didn't extend a smile or a helping hand to that person I saw today who needed it. I wasn't very kind to my spouse or my children. I was irritable today. I was frustrated. I resented that person who cut me off in the car. These types of things are, is what Jesus is saying in the gospel, right? When you stand and pray, ask the Lord to forgive you, but also that you forgive others. I'm, I, I forgive my spouse for snipping at me or for thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, I forgive my, my kids for looking at me like I have 12 heads when I speak about these things. And then pray and pray with confidence. Pray as if, yeah, it's no problem moving that mountain. I mean, come on. We've seen miracles through normal people, not just Jesus. Normal, everyday people. As a matter of fact, common folk. Jesus didn't pick a bunch of scholared, learned, high priests. He picked people who couldn't read or write. He picked fishermen, the salt of the earth, right? The people who work hard for a living. That's who he chose. Because the lowly will be exalted. And we are common, ordinary people. But God is waiting to perform miracles through our prayer and through our lives. So I'm pretty sure that most of you have someone in your life that you want to have God give them eyes of faith, eyes that see. The truth will set you free. The truth is a person. The truth is Jesus Christ. He is the truth, the way, and the life. And the truth sets you free from slavery of the lies of the world that we've believed. So it goes beyond what the world told us would make us happy and the true way of living with God, his intention of man and woman and family and children, and to be a community and to help one another. But yet this world has broken down the family, has changed the man, the woman, the family, warped it, bastardized it, made it unclean, really. And then you look at Oh, I don't want to have kids. I want to make more money. And, and all of a sudden, the idolatry slips in, right? We're trying to live, again, what the world says makes us happy. And it never fulfills us. And those on the journey of faith know this. And we want this for our loved ones. We do. And we look and we say, oh my gosh, they're just walking around in the dark. They don't get what's going on. So what can we do? You may not, and most likely won't be, the one to convert your children or your family or the closest people in your lives, just like Jesus 
wasn't able to perform many miracles in his own town because those people knew him the most. Huh, isn't that Jesus the carpenter? Right? Isn't Don't we know his parents? Like, how can this guy be that? And how can he be the Messiah? <laughs> Let alone this guy who performs all of these miracles for people. It's just Jesus. That's how our family looks at us. So what can we do? We can pray. We can pray with confidence that God's got these people in our lives. And he has put faith in our lives for a reason. And he put prayer in our life for a reason. So are you praying for God to change the hearts of those in your life and adding sacrifice to that? Prayer and fasting and sacrifices. No, I'm not going to eat that chocolate today. I'm going to offer it up for my family, those who do not know you, God, because they're hungering to know you. And I'm not going to hunger for this chocolate. I'm going to hunger for you, Lord. Stop and say a Hail Mary. Ask Mother Mary to come in, because guess what? She has told us over and over and over, hundred years ago, to the children of Fatima. Pray for the reparation of sinners. Let's remember when we offer up that sacrifice. It's for the love of you, God. I love you so much. This is for the reparation of sinners and for those who have indifference to the immaculate heart of Mary. And I always say, and that's me. Mary's told us, why do we not listen to our mother? Pray and fast. Make sacrifices. Now, we're not the little kids at Fatima who saw hell, but those kids dedicated their lives. They were praying rosary after rosary after rosary for the reparation of sinners. Now, that was their state in life. You may have a job, a family. You may be a wife, a mom, a husband, a spouse. You may be single. You may be in the religious life. Whatever your state of life is, you've got responsibilities. But you can pray all day. You can make little sacrifices with confidence that the Lord is going to answer your prayers. And I truly believe God will make himself known. Every lie will be revealed. It is written. Dive into the word. Let God speak to you directly. I talked about this yesterday. Don't read what other people are telling you the gospel should be. 
Try it out for yourself. At least first, right? You can go back and read reflections and things like that if you'd like, but give it a shot with the Lord. What are you specifically telling me here, God? Start to nurture that relationship more, more, deeper. Read as if you're being talked to, not that this is the Bible and I'm supposed to, right? Like, really listen to God speaking to you. He's going to speak to you in some way. It's the living word and it's incredible. And that's where mental prayer comes into play. I'm going to wrap this up because this is getting long. But when you are reading and something jumps out at you or a theme or a word or a phrase, bottom line is you sit with that because that's what God wants to tell you. Okay, Lord, you chose me. That's the Alleluia. You chose me. To bear fruit that will last. So to me, that meant I want you to pray more. Because as I continued on with the gospel, that was it, right? If you believe that you can move this mountain with God, it's going to happen. So I've decided I'm going to pray more, pray more to Mary, and pray more for the reparation of sinners and for the conversion of those in my family, for a true God moment, for a true eye-opening realization of my family and close friends that this is the truth of what is happening, of God, of the world. Every lie will be revealed. And I, you can bet your bottom dollar or whatever currency you have that I will be praying for patience because that is what I'm struggling with. Come on, God. Any day now, <laughs> any day that that you can reveal all these lies would be really cool because, you know, the world needs it. But your plans are better than mine. I do not know your thoughts. I do not know your massive understanding of every person and thing and creature at the same time and the perfect timing for you to show yourself to the world. I do not know. Of course, my timing is never perfect, but yours is. So let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, Jesus, your son, said if we pray and ask you anything in his name, you will grant it. 
if we ask you with confidence to move the mountain into the sea, you will do it. We know we just need a mustard seed of faith for you to grow the biggest plant. You've chosen us out of the world to bear fruit that will last. And we know that prayer and a deep relationship with you, full faith and trust in your plan is what we all need more of in our lives. So we pray for more faith. We pray for more trust that you will perform miracles through us and in our lives. We ask that you open our eyes to when this happens, that we see that it was you. You did these beautiful things in the lives of our family members and friends. Help us remember that bodily mortification, sacrifice and fasting make our prayers more efficacious, more effective. And that if we just believe with a mustard seed of faith, as you say, we can ask you to move the mountain into the sea and you will do it. Help us today to find times to sacrifice and offer it to you for the love of God, for the reparation of sinners, and for all those who are indifferent to the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mama Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guardian angel, surround us together. Please lead us to the Sacred Heart of Jesus where we can rest on his shoulder and lean on Jesus and press into him for his strength, his love, and his peace. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Have a blessed and inspired day. Pray with confidence. Don't forget to fast and make little sacrifices and have contrition for your sins when you begin prayer. I love you all. Talk to you next week. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. 
Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.